Welcome to the podcast for Velocity with Marisha Charsky. Each session, Marisha will talk with successful entrepreneurs and experts who have shaped and impacted the growth trajectory and well-being of entrepreneurs around the world. She will explore the tools, skills, and mindset needed to thrive in the high stakes and roller coaster space of running a business. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Create Velocity podcast. I am Marisha Charsky, your host and the founder of Entrepreneurs Velocity, which is a hub for entrepreneurs to get the tools, resources, and insights needed for growth. Today, we are going to explore how an entrepreneur thinks about marketing to their audience during a time of crisis and into the new normal. To help me do that, I've invited Mitch Soloway. Mitch Soloway is a fractional CMO for startups. He's been a VP of marketing at some of Canada's most successful startups, including Lava Life, FreshBooks, and Vidyard. If there's one thing he's learned, it's how to build successful marketing opportunities that are both happy and productive and are able to focus on and deliver against the very aggressive growth mandates of small and mid-sized enterprises. Mitch, welcome to our podcast. Hey, Marcia. Great to be here. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Well, let's dive into this. We are in a crazy time right now. Mitch, how, help us break down how an entrepreneur should think about marketing in the times that we are in. Sure. That's a great question. Um, you know, it's funny when we look at the situation we're in, it's, there's all kinds of things that are changing around us. And, um, whether I was working in a large company, helping them navigate their way through growth or, you know, while I've been doing things on my own for the last three years, there's always, there's always been about three or four things that I've always done to sort of get grounded. And uh, some of the hardest things for any business owner that maybe doesn't know a lot about marketing is to think about, well, where do I start? How do I even think about marketing? Um, so there's a couple things that I can offer up for there, something that is available to anybody today. So one of the first things to think about right now is who's your customer? And it might seem like an obvious question, but a lot of us have been working on our businesses for some time and we've served a lot of customers and it can be really varied. And at a time where a lot of things are changing, a lot of things are unknown to us. One thing we can look to are the things that we do know. And I would say, start looking at those customers that you've acquired or served over the years where there's been a really good fit in terms of what you've done and, and the value that they've delivered. And the reason I'm going to suggest that because our natural instincts at a time of uncertainty is to go bigger and broader. And one of the things I'm going to suggest to folks that I've, I've leaned on quite a bit is to actually go smaller. And I've always said, you, you got to go small to go big. And what that means is just focus and constrain and contain your efforts on probably the most powerful things you can do. So when I talk about thinking about your customers, is if you're going to start going out and reaching and figure out how do I reach more people for my business, which is probably what a lot of people are thinking about, is it going to be really overwhelming. So take a look at your own customers and start to maybe write a list of what are the, what are the things that make them unique? What are some of your favorite customers to serve? So, and, and maybe the ones that you've served really well over a long period of time. And those should probably be the types of people you're going to want to start thinking about 
focusing on first. So for me, for example, in my business, you know, I focus on a lot of tech startups at early stages, and I'm usually focusing on the CEOs of those startups. So um, there's a lot of other companies that I can serve, but I'm going to focus on them. And what that allows me to do is I always say marketing starts with who. And by knowing who I want to focus on, it's going to start to point me in the direction of, well, how do I reach these people? And where, you know, where have I acquired them in the past? And maybe where are they consuming content or where are they aggregating today? Obviously, everybody's at home, <laughs> but yeah. aggregating maybe even virtually. So I would ask yourself a question, do an inventory of take a look back at your customers. And is there a vertical that you've done really well in? Is there um, a group, maybe a network, an association um, uh, that has done really well for you? Is there a type of buyer, maybe somebody that appreciates value over price or price over value that appreciates um, relationships in how they deal with you? Um, this is what I found over time is the more you can know about what your customers in the past have really valued about what you've done, the more you're going to learn about how to acquire more customers that sort of look and feel the same as those people. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes complete sense. And I'm just curious, in your opinion, is there a correlation between someone valuing you and then being also someone that you've enjoyed working with? Has that been your experience and what you've seen where entrepreneurs can look out? That might be just a low-lying fruit, the people they've really enjoyed working with? That's a great question. And abs well, hopefully. So I know yeah. a lot of us go into business for ourselves and create our businesses because we're passionate about what we do. And, you know, the best, I think for, for most of us, we enjoy our work the most also when we're working with clients and customers that we like working with. So the best scenario I say in terms of finding a fit for, I would say, you know, you're always small as a small business owner, you've got limited resources and there's so many potential customers out there. So why not choose to work with people that you're really going to enjoy working with? And that, that's really two sides of that. One is that you're going to enjoy delivering your value to them, but they're also going to really appreciate what you bring to the table. So any scenario where you can find, you know, and discover those clients that you really enjoy working with, that also would say the same thing about you, you know, the more, the more business you can get like that, the better for everybody. For sure. Yeah, right, right. And they probably are people you're going to feel more comfortable to go to, to ask for referrals or other like-minded people and folks for them to connect you to. Yeah. And even when you, so, great point. So, you know, a couple things. Um, I always say, once you know who you want to talk to and who you're designed to best serve, well, now you've got a message that you can start before you want to tell the world out there, hey, you know, come to me and start marketing yourself. You want to figure out, well, who is it that you want to talk to? And then once you know a little bit more about who those customers are and what do they value? What is it about my business that they've really appreciated? Uh, and in fact, I would even suggest if you're not entirely clear, now is a great time to go and reach out to maybe some long term customers, even some more recent customers and ask them questions like, Hey, you know, I'm just curious, you know, what was it, you know, what were you thinking about before you hired me? You know, what are other companies that maybe you evaluated before you considered using me? What did you even expect before hiring me or my company? 
And then tell me about like what you got and what was the impact and what was the best thing that I delivered for you that maybe was you weren't even expecting. And by just doing a little bit of consumer research, and this is about just getting some insights and feedback from your customers, is many times, you know, you're surprised by what you hear they really valued. Like you might think it was, you know, the quality of the work or, um, you know, depending on what you do, maybe the quality of my product or uh, how fast a job got done. But, but you'd be surprised that so many times it's about how you do what you did. Maybe it was the care and attention that you put on something. Like I really felt like you listened to me and heard what I was saying. And what I'm going to suggest is it's those things that you're going to want to now put out there into the market and say, hey, I call it, is this you marketing? Hey, if you're looking for somebody that to help you with solve a problem and you appreciate, you know, someone that is going to listen to you, that is going to take care of you, that is going to deliver over and above whatever, basically you want to play back all those things that you heard from your customers that they're universally saying is what they got from you then you're going to do a much better job at finding those people because they're going to go, oh my God, this is exactly the kind of company or the kind of person I'm looking for because um, these are the things that I value. I call it making promises and keeping promises. Right. If you go to promise out there, says, I promise that if this is you and this is the problem that you have and this is what you're looking to solve and this is what you value, that that's what I'm going to bring to the table. And and if you're putting the things out there that you've already heard from your existing customers, you do a really good job at delivering, then, you know, in terms of you know, I'm putting quotes with my fingers, your conversion rate, your ability to convert those customers into from leads to real customers is going to improve because you're basically making a promise that you're definitely going to deliver on. And then what happens once they've used your service is they're going to now be able to tell their network in their audience about what they got from you and find more people in their network that um, that value the things that, that, that you bring to the table. And this is a cycle that continues on and on. And really, you're going to want your business, again, we, what we talked about earlier, the more you can find and attract customers, they're going to really align with how you work and the value you bring, you know, the, uh, the more you're going to enjoy working with your customers. Right. So you've you know, from what you've just described in a nutshell, you've been able to, um, you know, first of all, identify the customers that mm -hmm. you value working with or mm -hmm. that um, have uh, elements that seem to fit your best kind of customer or client. You, you do that. Then you look and you, you talk about um, finding out more from those people uh, mm -hmm. about what you do well, what they value in you. Mm -hmm. uh, Mitch, do you think right now is a good time to do it? Or uh, I imagine it's, it's case by case, but do you think that uh, our, our best clients might want to hear from us and have that question posed to them? Or should we hold off a little bit if that's something we've, you know, we're thinking of doing? That's a great question. And I absolutely think that now is a great time. What, you know, what we're sensing, you know, there's all kinds of craziness going on out there. But one of the things that is definitely happening is, is people are talking and they're communicating. People are actually looking for ways to support local businesses, to support each other and so support people that they know. Yeah. So there's a few things that I would suggest you absolutely. So first of all, you know, talk to your customers that you like. If there's any customers that you'd rather not 
get any more like them, then maybe put them at the bottom of the list, although they might offer some value. But absolutely, um, people are, um, I find that even when people are looking for help themselves, a lot of them um, get value of being able to help other people. And, And what that means is that, like, if I can help you, then it means, well, maybe somebody can help me. And it just reminds them, if you think about it, let's say somebody reached out to you, someone maybe that had provided a service for you. Would you be willing today if they say, hey, listen, do you mind spending a little bit of time with me? I'd love to learn more about um, what you value about our service and get some feedback from you. You probably want to give that feedback to them. Yeah. And what it, again, it reinforces, if, if you would, just think about flip things over for your customers. I'm, I'm really convinced today that more than ever, People are happy to spend time and give you some feedback about particularly good customers, you know, what you've done, what you've and delivered for them. That's great. It's great. And it's, we're all looking for ways to be in touch mm-hmm. with our customers. So this is a different way to do that and to have that um, conversation. Yeah, even then, rather than, yeah, rather than selling. So which, yeah. I'm not saying you can't sell, mm-hmm. but this is a way of, you know, if you go that one step deeper with your customer, and it's amazing that so much of our business is transactional. And even, of course, when we're working with our clients and our customers, I think most of us put our relationship in it as well. But to just go and spend some time asking questions and learning more about who your customer is, like, tell me about your world and what was going on for you. And even how did my service make it? difference. I don't know if it was, you know, it could be a short-term project. It could be maybe you, you sold them something, a piece of software or something that they're using every day. How has it affected things? Where does your product or service fit into the bigger world? People are always happy to talk about themselves and, and, and the impact things have had on them. And what I found is two things is one is it's going to deepen their engagement with you. So if ever uh, they needed that service again, they're going to think of you first because you took the time to invest with them, to learn about them. And they're also way more likely to now refer you. You've created this whole other experience for them that had nothing to do about selling them anything. It had everything to do about you as a business owner, being really curious to learn more about them as a customer. And what I found is those people are way more likely to refer. And in fact, you could end that, research and say, hey, let's listen, you know, if you were going to refer us to someone, what would you tell them? And then so quite often they'll say, well, I actually have referred you. And it's fair to say, you know, if you're depending on what you're comfortable with, say, is there anyone you think I should follow up with? Mm. Or if they haven't referred you, you say, you know, can you think of anyone that you might be able to refer for us? And you've just finished this whole conversation where it's all about them. It's really fair to go and ask that question as well. And you'd be amazed at how many people say, actually, you know what, there's a few people that I think. Yeah, um, you know, it's so great what you're saying, Mitch, because often I find that um, with the clients, with my coaching clients and even for myself, the clients that, uh, or the customers you have that um, you most value and that value you the most want you to be successful, like you said earlier. Absolutely. And they're looking for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. and even by articulating to you what you do well, they may have an epiphany about how they can refer you. Well, yeah. So part of it is, is, I mean, you really need to listen because people, again, so many times I've worked, you know, part of what I do in my business is the first thing I do is I said, well, let's, 
let's go talk to, let's figure out who your best customers are and let's go talk to them. Mm. And, and so I'm not just saying this, like pulling it out of whatever, this is like every company I've gone into, whether it's been on a full time basis or in my fractional role has been trying to solve a problem of growth. How do I grow my business? And my first question is, well, do you have any customers today that would represent the types of customers you'd just like to get more of? And if the answer is yes, well, let's learn as much about them as we possibly can really objectively and listen clearly. And sometimes it's good if you're not, don't know how to have those conversations, maybe have somebody on the call with you that maybe is good at asking those questions mm-hmm. or at least two sets of ears to listen because people hear for different things. But, you know, let's learn as much as we can about those people because they're going to tell us everything we need to know about who they are, how we fit into the world, how they made their decision to use us, what they really valued, you know, how they found about, about, us, about us, sorry, in the first place. You know, it's even fair to ask them, like, when you look for types of services like mine, where do you look? Mm. You know, and maybe it's yeah. Facebook, maybe it's a directory, maybe it's through their friends and networks, and they're going to tell you what sort of channels you could use to reach out to them. Yeah, yeah, great. Well, actually, that's a great segue into my uh, another question for you is you get all this information. Mm-hmm. Uh, then what? <laughs> right? Yay, I know all this stuff. I, I know. Damn, the I was value hoping I you create. weren't gonna ask that question. <laughs> so, um, so I think that in and of itself, so I would take advantage of that opportunity of connecting with your customers to see if you might be able to just generate some referrals out of that. The other thing I would do is now, I always say, now that you know, so write a list of, um, write a bulleted list. And, uh, because marketing is hard and not everyone can be a marketer and it can be really complicated. So once you've, let's say, talked to 10 customers, at that point, you've probably heard three or four or five things over and over again in terms of what they were looking for and what they valued about you. As I say, create a, um, and this is going somewhere, so bear with me because I, I want to be tactical here, is create a bulleted list that starts with, um, are you a blank? You know, are you a this? So are you a homeowner? Are you a small business owner? Like whoever your customers describe themselves, right? Are you a, uh, a real estate agent? Are you a doctor? Are you whatever your role is? Um, and it, as many things you could say, and they are looking for the following things. So are you a blank looking for blank? So right, are you a, a doctor or let's say a real estate agent looking for um, new ways to attract clients or looking for ways to continue to improve the value of the homes you sell or so on and so on and so on. And, and you're going to build this list out of all the things your customers told you. And by grouping them into the are you a blank looking for blank, you're going to get some talking points. And my point here is once you can have a simple framework of saying, look, so for me, you know, are you the CEO of a tech startup that has product, you know, uh, that has product. So are you a CEO of a tech startup? You can't see me counting on my fingers here. Yeah. Okay. Um, that has product market fit that is looking for uh, a way to scale and grow your marketing operations. Right. But, and currently, and, and you don't know what to do, and you, uh, you're looking for um, a contracted resource, someone who's proven and done this before, then now I've got a list. And what I can do with that list is one thing that we all have is we all have our own networks, personal and professional. And 
you know, it's fair to even start with a personal network. It's amazing how many people in our own personal networks don't really know what it is that we do. <laughs> or have a vague idea, oh, so-and-so's a designer, I think. So um, I would say, even with your own personal network, you can send out a note saying, hey, friends, just as an FYI, if you know anybody that fits these criteria, let me know or feel free to share my information. I think I can help. And now you've given them a list. So do you know anyone you know, that's a CEO of a tech startup that's product market fit? A lot of these things you guys wouldn't even know what that means. I would say you know, anyone that's CEO of a tech startup that is looking to scale and grow their marketing efforts. Um, you know, let, you know, let them know that maybe they can get in touch with me. So now you've got a really simple way of reaching your personal network. And, and I'll tell that story because when I launched my practice, I, I, had, I was about a month away from launching my own business. I was just having, you know, wings with some old friends of mine. We go out every year for wings. And I just sort of threw out there, hey, guys, this is what I think I'm going to do starting next month. And to my surprise, the fellow next to me who I've known for years said, I'm going to be your first client. Let me know. And I had totally not expected that. Wow. But, um, you know, he knew a little bit what I'd done in the past, but what I was doing going forward it was very different. And, uh, and then even other people in my own network started to make introductions for me because now they actually understood what I did, not just what I did, but who I was looking for in that list of say, look, if you know anybody that's for me, you know, that as a, if you know anyone that's a real estate agent that is looking for the following things, Make an introduction because I think I can help them. So using your own personal network is a great way to start promoting yourself out there um, because we all have friends and we all have family and they all want to help. And then I would say if you've got a mailing list, if you've got email addresses, whether you've got a CRM or you don't, just, you know, your, your own customers are also willing to help. So to put that out there and to just let your own customers know how to refer you and even to ask for a referral and you can do it in a very friendly way for people and you'd be amazed at how many you know all it takes is like one or two or three or four of those to come in and the ball starts rolling again yeah yeah uh, Mitch before we move on the how do you keep putting it out there is there a <laughs> ratio you've seen in your experience of you know word-of-mouth referral for SMEs versus uh, possibly you know, investing in social media or maybe mm -hmm. some more traditional ways to market? Yeah, so um, most is like majority word of mouth. Um, Even in this depends. era? Yeah, well, like for as long as I've known, mm -hmm. and I mean, where people turn to advertising is when you want to accelerate. Right. So either when you want to accelerate or when, when things have slowed down, where you need to stimulate. Right. So advertising and spending money on marketing makes sense when you need to accelerate or stimulate the market um, where current practices like for, you know, my current market just can't buy anymore. Right. And that's that could be, you know, when is this you looking for whatever? If you go through all this stuff and it got, I know exactly what I need to sell to, but all these people are out of work and can't spend any money. You may then need to. Maybe, you know, certainly referrals, if you can reframe a new market or a different audience that obviously this is what you need to think about. Obviously, if everybody in your market isn't really always the case and rarely the case, but if everybody in your market can't buy, then you maybe need to find a different market that can. Or 
it's still okay to market into those people because they can't buy today. Right. But they're going to be able to buy if this isn't going to go on forever. Yeah. But if this is the real market that you want to own, so just double down. And it's very quiet out there, probably in the category, and just having more presence and more awareness and more reach and being more top of mind and building a relationship with your existing audience and maybe a new you know, a surrounding audience, even though they can't buy today, I would ask yourself, I know I'm going a bit of a tangent, is like, how can I be helpful to these people today? And by, put, by offering help, tips, advice, information, resources, um, that is another way to build a great relationship. So when things start to come around, you've now primed the pump with a whole new audience and either you're going to be, you know, we, we would hope we would then be overwhelmed, but you're going to build a pipeline of people that maybe can't buy today, but you know um, in the future they're going to be great clients for you. So you can invest in those, um, which is a bit of a tack from where you started the question. I'd say I'll go back to the first point is at the same time, if you need to generate some short term opportunities, um, you know, doing some marketing and getting out there now is really a good opportunity because things are typically rates are typically cheaper, whether you're doing something online or offline, you know, a lot of advertising is shut down. There's a lot more companies that like you are going to be way more flexible and way more open to working with you, maybe in small, smaller quantities and smaller volumes and at lower prices because they want to stay in business as well. Right. So it could be a good opportunity to either, as I said, either to stimulate or accelerate growth. And right now it's probably more stimulating. Right, right. Mitch, we probably just have um, a couple more moments for some final thoughts from you yeah. in this space. Whether anything else that you just sort of want to wrap up for our audience that you think would be important for them to be thinking about right now? So, well, you're all still, you know, if I had to guess, people are still worried about, um, you know, their, their income, you know, and how do I make money now? And, you know, we, we can't, there's no silver, and as far as I know, there's really no silver bullet. And we, we can't just turn on a switch and have money come in. So you need to do some work. So I, we need to be in action. And it's hard. It's really hard when, you know, for different, you know, we're all going through so many things psychologically and emotionally. We're dealing with so many things right now. Is That's why I tried to say is if you can really sh shrink things down and talk about, maybe make a list of what are, set some goals. What are two or three things you can do this week, right? And maybe it's um, if you've got a website and an email list, is maybe I can just send an email, you know, out to people and just say, hey, how's everybody doing? Just a reminder, if you need any of the stuff, you know, start communicating. Maybe you can put some, some content out there. Maybe there's just, again, some people you can call. Um, I, I still think calling customers is good because it'll maybe make you feel better to hear good. You know, if you need that, just to hear something warm and fuzzy from people that have loved your business, that'll get yeah. you motivated. But I say the most important thing now is to be in action about um, generating opportunities. So if you're sitting there waiting for opportunities to just come in, you know, it's going to be really tough. If you put yourself out there and start doing a few things to generate opportunities, instead of reaching out to the current list, letting your network know what you're doing, if you've got access to Facebook or whether you're on LinkedIn or associations, you can write an article, you can be helpful out there in the market. Uh, I spend a lot of time just commenting on threads uh, on LinkedIn, that's where a lot of my audience is. 
just sharing thoughts and ideas. I published an article about what can marketers do now today to sort of get regrounded and figure out how to move forward. And people are sharing that information. And is it leading to immediate business results? Not necessarily, but it's created all kinds of new connections and all kinds of new conversations. And some of those are going to play out into new business. So the most important advice I could give you is to, to be act there, out there and be active to take control to start to generate opportunities for yourself rather than just waiting for those opportunities to come in. And I think that's what everyone's orientation anyway is as an entrepreneur. It's just very, uh, it's very scary right now and to make sure that you're there sort of emotionally and you can commit to some things, but keep it small. If you're really worried about doing things, do like one or two things, you know, this week and think about what are the two things I'm going to do next week. And um, slowly but surely, you're, you know, you'll start to generate some momentum and start to feel comfortable and get your bearings. And, and before you know it, um, some opportunities will start coming in. Mitch, that's really great and a great way to end it off. And um, can we also get that article? I'd love to post that on my website. So that yeah, so I'll happy to share it with you right after. This. Super. We'll make sure it's available to everyone. They can click on the link below this podcast and be able to get that article from Mitch also to, to read more and to stay connected to him in the future. Mitch, thank you so much for your wise thoughts and a really, really good and rich perspective of how to, you know, continue to market and to think about your value in times like these. Thanks so much, Mitch. Oh, my pleasure, Marcia. Thank you. Bye-bye. This podcast is brought to you by Entrepreneurs Velocity, a community filled with resources and expertise to take your business to the next level.